Hello, family, friends, fans, and fellow adventurers, and welcome back to Practical Heroes with our new campaign, Immortals, set in the entirely homebrew world of Eroth. Hey everyone, my name is Joshua Rodriguez. I play Ethan Thorne, a level 4 changeling rogue time thief combination who was born and raised in the city of Frostreach. My name is Jared Bernier. I play Gunnark Glory Speaker, a level 4 warlock rogue minotaur who hails from Thistlewood. I'm Lindsay. I'm a level 3 hunter ranger, level 1 arcane domain cleric of Ambriel Halfling. The name's Merida Thistlewhip. No relation to Thistlewood. My friends call me Mary. Hello, my name is Jack Blythe, and I play Seth Ferrasia, the changeling warlock of the Raven Queen at level 4, and the bona fide companion. Hi, I'm Jordan, and I play everyone's favorite Faltesian punk rock stater, Yurkovich, but you, my friend, can call me Yuri, it's okay. And I'm a level 4 death domain cleric on the surface. Last time, you guys attended the wake that you had essentially asked the town to put on to honor the dead and also just have a bit of a moment for everyone to kind of process what had happened with that essentially small scale invasion of Dragon's End. There was some very amazing <laughs> and emotional and moving speeches from a few members of the party after being invited on stage by Lord Lando. You played some music for the town, thanks to an epic river dance drum solo from Merry, whilst Yuri held the drum with his feet and shredded on the loop. You attended the wake, you drank your fill, you fraternized with the town people. Uh, Gunnark made his way away. <laughs> to kind of be by himself, uh, catch up on some writing and do some stargazing. Seth also departed briefly to make some money, <laughs> entertaining the townspeople in the way that Seth does, using his changeling abilities. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you went to sleep. Yuri had a rather interesting dream that made him very happy. And uh, you went downstairs for breakfast the next morning and discovered the strange occurrence that is Booker being potentially able to summon him by just calling his name from how it happened last time. <laughs> You're not quite sure if he has a whole Voldemort thing going on or not, but it was very interesting coincidence and a similar thing happened with Tank. You mentioned Tank's name and Tank just appeared. <laughs> It wasn't just because I was trying to be funny. Anyway, <laughs> you then made your way around town, having taken some advice about journeying to Through Pass, having heard that the strange person who seemed to have led the attack or be one of the leaders of this attack, having mentioned it, you took some advice to start gathering cold weather gear. <laughs> Thanks D&D Beyond for not having cold weather gear. You took your time to gather some cold weather gear, thick coats, gloves, and the like, as the official rules state. 
and uh, we're given hearty discounts and in some cases free stuff as thanks for saving the town and reducing a lot of the casualties that would have occurred had you played it out how I'd thought it was gonna happen. <laughs> Always underestimate your party. You, if you just expect it to happen, then you're never surprised. You, uh, you gathered your gear, you made your way back, or you made your way to Dragonstone Keep to collect a small reward as thanks, and then we left off with you getting ready, basically, to leave. You'd all collected your new gear with Seth now looking like a snow queen, as Mary has said, <laughs> and Ethan with his cool badass wolf hood. Mm. <laughs> and you were making ready to set off. If I remember correctly, you spent most of the morning doing that, so it would be around about 11, 12-ish, probably, from what you can tell by the sun. It's weird as well, I'm coming from running two Curse of Strahd campaigns, so it's a weird feeling for me being able to describe to someone where the sun actually is. As opposed to just, <laughs> what is you think it is, but there's clouds covering it always. <laughs> <laughs> so, what would you guys like to do? Go home. <laughs> Uh, the whole journey, I'm gonna... exiting the town. You see Mary put on some snow goggles. <laughs> yeah. As she's finishing her breakfast burrito that she picked up from a vendor yes. because elevensies. Of course. <laughs> I'm gonna follow, like, and actually pay very close attention to like how Mary is traversing this area. Uh, because I have no idea what's going on, and yes, having I... come from. Uh... The Verdant Expanse. The yeah. Verdant Expanse. I don't know why I went incredibly... Verdant Expanse uh, of Azith, where Thistlewood is located. I would you say I've probably seen not snow massively a used. few times. Yeah, so. you've seen it. You're not used to, like, this level of just, there's ice everywhere, there's snow right. everywhere. Dragon's End was dealable because the magical bones of the dragon keep it all right. But your your journey to the wishing pool a few days earlier was pretty hard. <laughs> mm -hmm. You were slipping oh, everywhere. <laughs> I'll be following very closely, making sure that I'm like stepping where Mary steps, even though like the footprints that I leave are like three times the size, <laughs> my huge like hoof prints. She's wearing snowshoes, so it's quite probable that oh, she's that's size. Yours are just deeper. <laughs> Yeah, I just I just sink all the way down to my knees. Yeah, I will say uh, once Mary truly notices that you're you're trying to mimic everything that she's doing for your own personal safety, she will <laughs> absolutely start perfect being very exaggerated um, over the top so of everything in that, case, that she's doing. You guys <laughs> are leaving and setting off on travel. Um, <laughs> presumably, you are following the main road, as would be sensible. I imagine um, along the road, Seth is keeping careful watch on everything in front of him to ensure that he walks like Legolas does in the movies, where like he's the only one not <laughs> leaving footprints. He's, it's not actually like a skill or anything. He's just like careful to step only in the like, most shallow areas. 
Yeah. So, in that case, my god, I, I wanted to quickly pull up the travel rules on D&D Beyond, so I searched travel and I've just got 50,000 entries of travel from all the different books where travel rules are slightly adjusted. Oh, God. While you search that, I was going to say that uh, Ethan's kind of just traveling back behind everybody, uh, keeping watch of the surroundings and uh, everything around him. Yeah, so that was my, my... So one of the main questions I was going to ask, there's obviously a few questions to be asking with this kind of world travel. So for a start, marching order, if there is one. So we've kind of got a bit of one starting, which is why I let you run with it. Uh, Yuri's up near, who's ever leading Yuri's right next to him. Mm -hmm. Seth is in the middle. Okay. So I, I guess it would be Yuri next to Mer Merida, and then Gunark behind Merida. And then... With Yuri furiously struggling and fighting through the snow and ice. <laughs> oh yeah, that's what I was gonna say. He he, I be plow. It's okay. <laughs> I'll plow us away. It's okay. Merida, you show us where to go. I make the road clear. It's easy. To yeah, do. I mean most of yeah most of the main road is fortunately very clear. They are quite well traveled. Um, well, the road's pretty clear. Do we just follow? <laughs> occasionally quite icy in patches, but other than that. I was just Given kidding about going how that well way. traveled the main roads are you can see like deep grooves in the ice from carriages not much in the way of like hoof prints or anything like that but carriages and the like have left their marks quite definitively um okay. so the other question then would be your kind of travel speed so the normal travel speed has no advantages or penalties and you can go 24 miles in a day which would get you to through pass in, and I have this written down because I'm clever, and I lost it. There it is. Um, <laughs> I can imagine us going at a slow So pace at a normal with... pace, it would be about a day and a half. Um, and then if you were to go we're slow, going... it's 18 miles a day, but you're able to use stealth. Yeah. If you're going fast, it's 30 miles in a day, but you get a penalty to passive perceptions. I'm just thinking, realistically, it'd probably be a slow going pace. Yeah, we got two small guys on our team. Two old, a gal and a guy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we aren't very proficient in this, this you know, terrain. So I think uh, what normally would be slow, I think because Merida is a ranger, we don't have to worry as much about. Yeah. Um, but so I think like, yeah, probably just like the normal pace. That's what I was thinking, but kind of just like, I guess, slower end of the normal. Yeah. <laughs> like 22 miles a day. <laughs> I mean, I, I doubt I'll kind of actually yeah. impact the distance traveled. <laughs> just keep it at the normal, yeah. but definitely on that slower end rather than just we know exactly where we're going kind of thing i think at some point if you're like if you're having a, like where he's holding a group up he'll take his little metal yeah. horn implements that are on top of his hooves and just like set, use them as temporary cleats <laughs> if he needs to just yeah. trying to keep up with everyone um and you do have uh seth kind of partially guiding you as well um Seth and Mary are basically both working together, given that Seth came straight from Through Pass and 
Mary would have had to travel through three paths. Does not want what just happened at Dragon's Head to happen to have through past because people he enjoys there. Um, so like anytime it starts getting too slow, like he's fine with the normal pace, he understands we're not gonna just sprint there, but like keep the pace, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> anytime someone starts to lag too far behind, so that's like you get your ass in here. <laughs> Shapes water shapes to throw a snowball. Yeah. Shapes water to just like <laughs> bring up a snow a snow pile and just push. <laughs> um, yeah, so you, you do kind of make fairly decent travel. Um, and this this kind of first half day or so does pass mostly uneventfully, um, I would expect, with the exception of Merida stopping fairly often to point out birds she knows or animals she recognizes and be like, hey, did you guys see it? And like, by the time you guys look round, it's disappeared into the snow. Yes, that's wonderful. <laughs> Can we keep moving? Um, and yeah, you, you do make fairly decent headway in this kind of first stretch of travel, but as you keep pushing on, the temperature starts to drop rapidly, as does the sun. And the kind of purples and blacks of the night start to take over. And presumably Mary's ranger sense starts tingling as a, we should find some shelter and hold up for the night, probably. Otherwise we'll end yeah, up by sculptures on the side of the road. <laughs> yeah, guys, we need to uh, go ahead and make camp. Seth, I know you're you're in a hurry, but yeah, I told you guys about my cousin Dafer, and he only has the one foot now, so you don't want to end up like him. So we need to put the tents up and get a fire going. Is uh, my professional opinion here. Do uh, do we see any? Can, can I'll look around and see if we can find trees like a shelter from you know some sort Make of shelter. Check. Fifteen on my survival or on Mary's survival check to find adequate ground. I got a twelve. Seeing Ooh, Mary so, do it, uh, I also rolled and I got a ten. So nice. So everyone finds the same spot. Between uh, Mary and Yuri, I'd say um, you're kind of looking around. Yuri, you're looking for trees and stuff as you would do back home, and Mary's kind of like, yeah, you could do that. But then there's also like these places are kind of better. We don't have many trees that you can kind of hide in or hide between um and she starts kind of pointing you over to an area just off the road almost where and this is a site that people would be fairly familiar with um where kind of fallout from this war of the gods and dragons fighting overhead and things like that just this fallout of this power between the gods has cracked areas of the world. There's massive splits. It's why there's the rifts in the middle of the oceans in the world. Um, and Mary kind of points over to this almost cave that's formed in the ice where it's kind of like split and cracked and then 
the two parts have just shifted apart over time and it's created like almost like a ledge with a bit of a overhang of just sheer ice and rock from this part of the Halidor Isles having been so affected. And it looks like it could Yuri provide some all shelter. This is, is gonna look at it. I think it could make good concert venue. <laughs> oh yeah. And he's gonna and he's gonna start walking over to it. Okay. You uh you make your way over. There's uh ten beholders just lining it now, you see. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, bad idea. There's the lighting <laughs> for the concert. It's just them all firing rays. Um <laughs> Yeah, no, you head over, it seems suitable enough. It doesn't seem like there's any danger. You are now trudging through for Yuri probably knee deep snow. Oh I had a feeling Mary Mary uh Mary was gonna catch up to me like come this way you idiot <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean either way fact, to get to it it is off the beaten path it is off the main road and presumably that is one of the reasons it might have caught Mary's eye is it is just off the main road if you make camp off the main road you just might not get mugged in the middle of the night <laughs> potentially as i come over i animate the water using shape water that is the snow and make it just like roll out of my way mm-hmm. <laughs> to make it so i'm not like trudging just seth the snow queen just gliding <laughs> through the snow <laughs> so you said the um you said that the cave was like on the inside portions of it you said it had like ice on the top well, it's, it's, yeah, it's kind of less a cave and more like an overhang of the ice. Okay, so it's probably not smart to build a fire inside. Not, well, not necessarily. Like, it doesn't seem okay. like it's super thin ice, and it is also this kind of combination of ice and rock. Um, doesn't necessarily seem like lighting a fire underneath it. It is substantially high overhead as well. Okay, so it's not going to affect So it yeah. doesn't seem like you might just wake up with stalactites in your throat. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I was planning on making igloos. Nah, kid. <laughs> yeah, I thought about that too. Wasn't we should we should definitely give that a go one one of these nights for what, sure. What does what, what does the this ig, igloo? Uh, you're I'm not I'm not familiar with it, Merida. You have to explain, please. Oh, you can make little, little, like little huts out of ice and snow by packing it together real tight, or cutting the ice out, and you stack them into these cute little, little domed huts. See, that seems like it would be incredibly cold, though. You see, like <laughs> if you build a house out of ice or snow, would it not be very I cold? The dynamics of the insulation, but so it's actually quite comfortable. Okay, I don't know what he's here. That that's a big word. <laughs> but so you stay warm in ice right yeah it's real weird it's uh, like that's traps the heat in yeah right hardcore that's fucking hardcore yeah you get so cold you get hot what that, i don't know sounds right that, to me yeah i'll give you an example that, that <laughs> meanwhile the dwarves in mordovac have point, central heating yuri officially thinks merida is the most hardcore fucking person he's ever met <laughs> i start shaking water into a nice shelter around us with the overhang. Just... Can you uh, make me a survival check then, please, to try and 
form suitable shelter that won't just collapse the minute you stop shaving water. I figure using natural <laughs> Look upon my works and see what I have built. <laughs> Nothing as that's a nineteen. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Fucking igloo mansion. Pretty much. <laughs> you, uh, you kind of you get everyone it's into like this overhang and then <laughs> form it over you. <laughs> so you've got this really nice kind of ice tunnel. And I guess you probably seal off the ends too. No surprise encounters Jay now, Liz. <laughs> yes, I do know how to. Seals the whole thing off, lights a fire, and smokes everyone to I, death. I, you yeah. know, I, I like form hinged doors because I know how to do that in snow. Yeah. Um, I, uh, <laughs> of course. I make a chimney so that we can have a fire and not smoke ourselves out. Um. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll allow it. I'll allow it. It was a decent enough roll. <laughs> that whole time, Gunark is trying and failing to figure out how a tent works. Um, <laughs> just no idea. There's so many freaking ropes. What it <laughs> puts one of the spikes through his foot by accident and just. Oh, it's here! This is literally just. It's just a piece of cloth. I thought this was like a house you put up. It's literally just cloth and a bunch of ropes. What? Do you, how do you use? You, you, you sleep on the thread. You, it makes pulls it, use it fully over himself. <laughs> I, I, we if can... it work, it work, right? Right, Merida. If it work, it work. All right, just just give me a second there, buddy. I'll I'll show you how this. Uh, yeah, you look back. I don't know. It's kind of adorable, and I kind of set one up, yeah. and it's amazing. <laughs> now, see that looks like a house. How did this isn't a house? What parts did you get that I didn't get in my bag? <laughs> they must have forgotten. Yeah, you're things. actually missing the two nine fourteen E and uh, two oh, of the screws. Oh, you gotta watch for that one. <laughs> yeah. You're a 10 millimeter. Uh, she got, she oh got God. a bigger hit too. <laughs> oh, okay. I see. That makes more sense now. Yeah, I, I mean, thinking about it as well, this was all... You guys had, like, two-person tents for everyone and then a one-person tent for Gunnark, I think? Or something uh, like that? Yeah. So Mary yeah, has set so. up, like, a full two-person tent in the time it took Gunnark to try, fail, give up, and just wrap himself up in the top. <laughs> I've got the blanket on top, but I am just also having the tent as a blanket because I don't know how to set it up. They're just rope, a pile of ropes and stakes to the side, just not being used. The tent poles I have, like, just kind of laid across. All of them are just top. in one long line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just like Instead of the actual tent shape. Yeah. It's like Tomb of Annihilation, you've just got your ten-foot pole. <laughs> yep. And I'm just, that's, you know, I'm tried. Everyone else so is just probably went, just um, watching the two of them in tent right. wars. Sorry, watching them no, no, intently. The, the doors the doors the doors over there <laughs> i actually just see yourself <laughs> ouch sorry ethan you were saying 
Oh, no, you're good. Um, so basically, Ethan just walks around, is looking around, and then Ben uh, looks at everybody else and says, uh, so should we, um, should we go look for some sticks or do one of you guys know how to make a fire with magic? I mean, if it's easier, let's get it done. Well, uh, technically, yes, I can uh, make a little bonfire that will last for a whole minute, but uh, <laughs> without fuel, that's that's the kicker there is we, we still need to fuel the fire. I'll help you look forward. Thank you, Yorkovich. You restarted the fire! I open a door here. They work just like regular doors. <laughs> As Yuri puts his fist through the door handle. Um, (laughs) 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 Pulls the door handle off. (laughs) I broke it. (laughs) So then uh, Yuri and I... Not very good door. (laughs) Not very good door. (laughs) Yuri and I will definitely uh, attempt to look for some Uh, wood if we can. Let's try. Cool. Make survival. I can, guess we could shape water off. You of can it. either both make a survival check, or if one of you, at least one of you, is proficient, you can help the other. I don't know if I'm proficient. I'm proficient. Let me uh, let me double check. Hold on. I am not proficient. I rolled a twenty. Jeez, I'm... yeah, you're just. I mean, to be fair, you you grew you you grew up on the Halador Isles. Eighteen. 18? Okay. You're doing pretty well as well. Um, Figure with background, I probably kind of know how to look yeah. for wood, even I mean, in bad conditions. You just kind of march over to like some of the dead trees that you can see and start just snapping the branches off. You're like, hey, it's wood. I'm so not angry <laughs> right now. I'm not mad. What are you talking about? You're like, it's, uh. it's, it's free real estate. Um, <laughs> you just start snapping off the wood, and Ethan is more kind of he's used to the terrain he's scouting around he's finding like the the proper bits of like super usable firewood nice. um Yorkovich, over here i found some better wood than just those ones over there what, and he's he's to be fair he has got some big bundles what's wrong with my wood it'll <laughs> be great fuel but it, it does All also right. need the combo of the proper firewood to get like a amazing proper fire you know, I think if we combined our wood, it'd be perfect. All right, that works. Just touch, just touch sticks with me, Ethan. That's all I ask. <laughs> That's not awkward at all. It's only awkward if you make it awkward. Bros who wood together. <laughs> wood together. Fires together. <laughs> I don't know. Bros who wood together should together. <laughs> that works. There you go. Works. There you go. Nailed it. First try. I have... <laughs> I have now figured out to put the the tent pole under the tent. <laughs> yeah, Mary, Mary's kind of helping you weight. along. No, you just put it. There's like little pockets down in the corners. You just po- are, why yeah. does it's not pants? Why does it have pockets? Oh wait, for the stick. Pants don't have the, pockets the either. Actually, so no, hold on, wait. Uh oh, your pants don't have pockets. No. Meanwhile, uh, uh, Seth in the other side bought one of those really quick easy folding ones that's just in a bag so he kind of opens the bag and just <laughs> it pops out and lands down perfectly <laughs> and Gunnar's just like come on I absolutely do it in the most like flourishy way possible to make it look like I'm, it's yeah. not supposed to do that I just do it spirals up into the air and slowly unfurls 
There's a little bit of thaumaturgy to have some sparks and snow flurries around it. If you have thaumaturgy. That is messed up. <laughs> so flashy. Merida rolls her eyes just a little bit because she's actually the one that did the shopping, so she knows, but she's not going to say anything. <laughs> um, eventually, you do manage to put up a uh, okay tent. It might hold if you lie perfectly, perfectly still. I have to use like mage hand to like hold up, <laughs> hold it up, thing, and then like figure out the inside. To be place. fair, having mage hand would make setting up a tent ridiculously easy. If you knew how to set up a tent That's and had true. mage hand, that would be amazing. <laughs> if you don't know how to set up a tent, have mage hand. It just gets in the way. Yeah. Hilarity. It's, it's like very flavorful roleplay. <laughs> Yuri and uh, Ethan, you, you come back in with the firewood to see Gunnark trying to use the mage hand to help him and like the rope starts wrapping around his ankles and he trips himself up and Mary's put up the other half of the tent and that falls on her. I uh, Yuri's gonna nudge Ethan a little bit. You know, that minotaur just ain't right. Yeah. I can't, I can't put my finger on All you can see it. is just a pair of horns poking out from underneath the tent. <laughs> well, maybe we should just go over and help him. <laughs> It's a little sad just watching him deal with that. Kind of funny, though. It is. Let's <laughs> not tell him. It's like, At which point, yeah, Mary like has wrestled it up and done <laughs> here, here, half uh, of it for <laughs> Gunnark, who's now here, struggling to finish off the other half. Here, hand me your wood and go help and I'll, I'll catch up by will. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, Gunnark, you need help over there? Uh... <laughs> Uh, yes. Got like uh, both I'll, arms you know, tied together now. <laughs> I'm just like, right, stand still. Let me let me untangle you. Yeah, now. no, I'm I'm good. Thank you. I got it. I've, I've never uh, set up a tent. These are very difficult. Honestly, the most difficult thing. We were literally invaded, and that was easier <laughs> for me to deal with <laughs> emotionally and physically to deal with than setting up a tent. This has become. My worst nightmare. The real big bad yes. evil guy of the campaign. <laughs> Attempt. Oh, <laughs> no. Fear settles. The end of Gunnark's story arc. The end of Gunnark's story arc is a big boss battle with the tent. You must make a tent, and then you will be whole. No! Yuri's gonna. <laughs> while all this is going on, Yuri's gonna try and his luck at getting a fire okay. going. Make a survival check. Just calling for all the survival checks because I can, and they never get used otherwise. <laughs> Eleven. Yeah, you're getting you're getting some sparks going. Um, I'll help. I have druid craft, and I will I, <clears throat> help create a little fire. Wow, Gunnar just left me and just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you leave. Right. Right. I'm good I'll, now. I'll, I'll I'm leave the myself. other two I'll, I'll setting ready. up your tent <laughs> while Yuri's trying to spark a fire and Mary's like, "Oh, hey, I have that create bonfire thing," and you're just like, "Yeah, I got it." <laughs> and you light like, the fire. I imagine. Hey, I'm helpful, and everyone else is setting up your tent. <laughs> exactly. I'm just like, you know what? I'm just in the way. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Let me just. I'll go, and then I just like walk over and help set the fire immediately with magic. <laughs> yeah, Yuri, you got like your hands kind of in the wood. You're sparking with like a flint and tinder, and then suddenly you just see a little spark, and then <sighs> and you kind of yank your hands back. <laughs> 
as Gunnark off I, uh, to the Yuri, side, just like... Eh. <laughs> Yuri, like, lifts up his hands. Fuck yeah! <laughs> I knew I could do it. <laughs> kind of look around to see if anyone else saw me, like, jump up super excitedly or not. Yeah, everyone, everyone saw you totally set that fire. That's, that's what I thought. <laughs> Gunnar, come, set! Yeah, I see you got three. Uh, yeah... They didn't. I mean, I was kind of being more of a hindrance than a help, so I decided to uh, just kind of like not do that anymore. <laughs> it's okay. It, sometimes I like to think it's better to get out of the way than be in the way. Yeah, I was very much in the way. There was, uh, there was, I was not helping. I don't know. To clarify. I don't know how you're, you're, you're so. No offense, but you're so small for a minotaur there. I said it. I, I had to say it, okay? I, I've been around a lot, and you are so small. Like, you need to eat, friend. You've been around a like, lot of minotaurs, huh? Yeah, my, my mother's minotaur. Well, yes. Uh, yeah, I suppose that's, that would make sense. Yeah. I mean, my face is kind of, you know. He is, he's also kind of, like, a little pale for a minotaur, too. There's, he's, he's just, like, a real... Not interesting healthy, looking, looking minotaur <laughs> you you know kind of like the voice that you got when he was talking to lord lando is probably the real oh, wow. gunnog oh, no. maybe uh, you know when we when you get the chance i'll make you some wild thorn specialty soup my mother made very good it, it will fatten you up. Very nice. Uh, that, uh... Vile a black oh, thorn poison. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, that'll no, I'll try it. I'll try it. I, there's not... I don't have a lot of uh, variety. I've just... Yuri kind of leans in. Like, really, really... As, or I shouldn't say leans in. He, like, tippy toes on his hooves. Because <laughs> he's only five foot two, five foot five. So like the height difference is amazing. Yeah, that's a that's a three foot. <laughs> Yuri lifts up. He's like, come down here. I, I, come to I, my like, level. Fully squat. Like, I le now I can lean in, kind of like not necessarily grab Gunnark's neck, but like slowly put the hand there to like just make sure we look. You'll try it. Promise you'll like it. And I let go. Like super serious, like I like dead eye in like locked eyes. And there's a oh, triumphant okay. shout from the side as Mary and Ethan finish setting up Gunnark's tent. <laughs> After the I'm massive sorry, mess clapping. that he made, there's a few puncture holes in the side from his horns. <laughs> it's as yeah. good as it's gonna get. Take that missing pieces. Seeing <laughs> them so excited, Yuri's gonna use thaumaturgy to make like a little triumphant fanfare near him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you all. Yeah, thank exactly. You for your help, I really. I clapped on my uh, full set of uh, furniture <laughs> that I have now water shaped into existence. Jeez. It's got like an airbed in the corner. You can just say, "Is <laughs> <laughs> it being pumped up?" <laughs> He's got like a deck chair, newspaper. He's like Jeez. the dad, just watching everyone else camping. <laughs> Well, I'm glad you enjoyed the show, Seth. Oh, it was wonderful. <laughs> now that, now that sleeping's in order, who do we want to take turns watching? And I mean, we got to find shelter, but probably be a good idea to still kind of keep an eye out. 
You're right. I'm kind of used to this kind of thing. I'll take the first shift. Okay. Oh, I'll take second shift. Are we doing like shifts together, just with one person, or how's? If you don't want to be by yourself, there, guns, <laughs> you can you can take a shift with me. I'll keep you safe. Look, I uh, it's not that I don't <laughs> mind being alone. It's just that uh, I don't know what's going on and <laughs> at all. So like, if there's like some sort of animal that walks by, <laughs> I will absolutely obliterate it. And I don't want to do that if I don't have to do that. You understand? Like, I... so he's definitely gonna take a. Sh I'll take a shift with guns. <laughs> We'll do the third shift. It's all right, Gunnar. I totally understand. You need someone awake with you in case your tent falls over again. It <laughs> <laughs> looks. Uh, Yuri kind of realizing how many shifts we have just for the fun of it. He'll kind of look at Seth and be like, Looks like you can get beauty sleep Lovely. all night, Fred. <laughs> and I just crawl into the tent. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> falls asleep instantly. <laughs> Crawl into the tent. You crawl, um, I crawl into cool. the tent. So you see the... some light, like kick on, and like light music starts playing from my ocean sounds. Um, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, so with with watches pre-sorted, is presumably everyone eating this evening? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Is this coming from rations, or are you sending Mary out on a hunting trip? <laughs> uh, Ooh. I think... As she did mention no, that last session, that she would happily do that if people wanted. Well, I think we should definitely hold uh, on to our rations for when we're on our travels. You mean like right now? I think hunting would probably we be We are traveling actively. Like right now. I think... <laughs> well, we're, we're camping right now, so I oh. think... Gary's gonna pull out his like the one ration he already have that's not included in what Merida bought, and he's gonna start eating his own rations. <laughs> yeah, right? I would say oh, from okay. what I've learned, it's like the last of his wild thorn trail mix. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's very cold out, so I would not like to send Mary out now that we've already, you know, uh, had some time in here. I think if we send her out, it's gonna be too cold by the time she gets back. And we, and Merida, I don't want you to go out in dark. You, I'd like you to be out on the light, personally. I oh, know yeah. you're confident and know your way around. Or I, it looks like. But, you know, nighttime is kind of, at least from what I've learned, kind of dangerous. Oh, yeah. Hunting at night is, like, super hard. I, I have the worst time seeing <laughs> in the dark, going to be honest there. I'll just hunt. You know, I can do it, like, when we're traveling tomorrow. Well, I won't really need she to. She did read can, in... Uh, we'll see. If I see something, I'll shoot something. She read in well, Azif Weekly but... that some people have been making, like, night vision goggles, and she's she's just been saving up every little copper piece to get some. <laughs> you have a thing for goggles. I'm looking at... You got snow goggles. You want night vision goggles. Who doesn't yeah, want handy. night vision goggles? Infatuation for goggles is my infatuation for masks. Yeah, so I was gonna I say, it. I'm gonna get a little carabiner like uh, Ethan has. Just have a whole little, little... Together, all the half masks and the goggles. <laughs> By our powers combined! We have right. one face. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Well, I was gonna say, if Gunnar takes first shift, if he gets scared enough, we might kill us some, uh, some food. Are we insinuating <laughs> that we're gonna eat Gunnar? <laughs> no. Well, Yuri did offer to fatten him up. Is it because he need, he needs he needs muscle? He's he's skinny minotaur. 
He's very skinny. Imagine not with okay. the situation, Gunnark sitting there like, did they just get me along for the life insurance? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even. But I would be very gamey. I think I'd be very, just like, <laughs> you know, not a lot of substance. Uh, but when I where I come from, the Minotaurs are not big and strong as much. I mean, they are bigger and stronger than I am typically, but <laughs> they are not as big and strong as probably your you do. Uh, we kind of tend towards more slight frames. Uh, and so I, I'm not as abnormal where I come from. I'm still not the biggest and strongest, but I'm not as like weird compared to the <laughs> other Minotaur. You're not, you're not a runt. Right. I'm. I mean, like, I'm just like small-ish on the smaller <laughs> side, but not like. I'd hate to see the runt. Like, if you're if you're not the runt, I'd hate to see who's smaller than you. I'm just saying. <laughs> where are you? Where are minotaurs so small? Like, this is blowing Yuri's mind. So that what there's you're saying that here, Gunnark, is like, that you are skinny. the nerd minotaur of all of the nerd minotaurs. Yeah, you could. I mean, kinda. Uh, you can totally punch. Look, it. we're from. Don't. I'm from Thistlewood, kind of. Uh, if we ever go that area, I'll show you, and you'll kind of understand. But like that general area around Thistlewood. I've I've heard of this Thistlewood. Yeah, yeah. it's it's it's. Super important to Minotaur. Yuri has heard some very ones. colorful language about Thistlewood. <laughs> yeah, like like you see, you instantly see Yuri not necessarily completely lose his cheery side, but he's very upset at the mention of Thistlewood. Yeah, I uh, like it's. I'll share a knowing glance with yeah. Yuri. I'll just like. Yeah, like. Yep. Like my eyes say, burn the fucking city to the ground. I'll just put it that and way. Seth is completely <laughs> clueless, sitting on the set. Yeah, um, I guess Merry and Ethan, as you're both from the overall continent, if you're listening into this conversation, you could potentially make a history check. If you were trying to, uh, if you caught this from, I right. mean, Merry would definitely have noticed the look. <laughs> in Yuri's eyes with her passive perception. Ethan possibly... Oh, Ethan's is about the same, actually. So yeah, Ethan would have noticed the look as well. Um, now the question is, do we bring it up? Yeah, <laughs> well, that's what I'm know. saying. You could you could think to <laughs> yeah. yourself yeah. and do the history check to be like, what do I know yeah. about Thistlewood? Why does he... Mm. Why does he know well, like... Got... <laughs> as, right. as Miri is uh, watching them talk about people being tiny and <laughs> just nodding her head like oh yeah that must be real rough to be the right i gotta <laughs> to be well, like, i have like a, a a nephew who's real just tiny but it's all internal but she does uh see the hook and she's got an 18 on her history to think about and uh the looks ethan? i got an eight. eight terrible role so uh ethan <laughs> you you have a bit of like a jumble of history going on in your head. You're having a hard time remembering. Um, Mary, Is he... you do Which one makes sense? quite clearly remember um, kind of the tales of the establishment of Thistlewood being as essentially one of 
it was almost one of the first locations that kind of was <laughs> in this center of what came to be known as the verdant expanse of Azith. And essentially what happened was the ancient elves, as ancient high elves are wont to do, they noticed this really beautiful area of land and they all quite closely followed Ambriel, the goddess of nature, um, and basically took signs from her that this was their promised land in a way and they came over and they kicked all the minotaur out <laughs> you can just say colonizer mitch it's okay <laughs> just because you're british you can say colonizer it's, your it's okay <laughs> <laughs> they came in and they americaed thistlewood <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> is that what oh, you wanted me to say <laughs> they columbus <laughs> it <laughs> they came in and they went we but, discovered this place. It's ours. I currently live here. Like if I... we tear down the statues of Columbus, how will we know that Columbus landed here? Columbus didn't know he landed here. Um, but yeah, they, they came in, they kicked most of the Minotaur out of Thistlewood as best they could. And I'd say within 18, you'd know kind of most of the lore or some of the lore around that. They basically split into three tribes and you would know of one of them because they were the first people to start, or some of the first people to start colonizing on the Halidor Isles. They were basically sent there, the ancient elves used it as their Australia, and it was just a dumping ground for their prisoners and their anyone that they didn't want around, they just shipped off to the Halidor Isles. Um, and then when stuff started getting civilized, they were like, hey, we should establish a capital here too and keep control of everyone. But Australia, but you would definitely have heard of the Minotaur who got kicked out of Thistlewood and came over to the island that you grew up on. Um, yeah. And yeah, from how it. Yuri talks, clearly one of the other tribes must have made their way over to uh, Faltis. Well, now uh, internally, uh, Mary is starting to feel real guilty about this... Uh... New, new, new commitment that she just made to Ambriel and uh, it's... <laughs> shoved her her little amulet deep deep down in a pocket deep deep it's kind deep, of deep down. Um, it's it's less like it was direct missive from Ambriel and more they just took it as this will be the place that we will worship Ambriel for no other reason than we want this place mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just instead Using of Christian religion guilt. To yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. The, instead of Christian guilt, she has Ambriel. And I mean, the guilt. other side of yeah. it is actually really nice. Like they they have the blessing of Ambriel with just that kind of general area. She just wasn't expecting them to holy crusade people out of most of the land, but they they kind of the way they formed Thistlewood, and you kind of also would know this with the eighteen. Um, was through the combination of like the ancient elven magic um and they basically like sung it into existence with like magic song this kind of secret known to the ancient elves um and there is a lot of talk everyone in azith would know it is blessed by ambriel whatever that means i wish you to live here no no oh oh god <laughs> not not like that oh <laughs> Alright, so maybe less guilt about yeah. Ambriel and just now 
not particularly fond of elves. Right. <laughs> that moment of like, well, oh, the ancient it. elves, definitely. The ancient that elves. Of, oh, damn it, I worship the same now person. Now the question is, do you bring it up? <laughs> they totally just misunderstood her. She's not like that at all. <laughs> I don't think. Uh, while we kind of have this, like, more introspective chat, I will uh, use druid craft again to uh predict the weather please for the next 24 Ooh. hours okay um thinking with that's thinking with your noggin it seems <laughs> like it'll stay mostly the same just these kind of cold bitter winds it, it doesn't seem like there's going to be a snowstorm or a flurry or anything for the most part it'll be calm weather for what you've experienced so far on the halidor isles and what you've heard about the general climate doesn't seem like there'll be any kind of adverse weather effects. All right, sounds good. As everyone's just finishing off their I rations in like awkward mid- silence. <laughs> I imagine I'll midway thinking... through mine and uh, Yuri and Gunnark's conversation, he just like stops talking and then says, "The weather for tomorrow will be this." It's Over like to Gunnark for the weather. It's like right after that look. Uh, I just kind of like look away and like what the gonna be like tomorrow? <laughs> make a weather thing happen, and I'm like, mm, okay, cool. <laughs> okay, Gunnark. So, uh, okay, guys. awkward silence, right, guys? The weather tomorrow. <laughs> okay, Gunnark, what's the weather like tomorrow? The weather in <laughs> Halidor Isles is <laughs> cold. It's as gonna shit. be 72 and cloudy uh, for most of the day, and. Uh, in the evening, you can expect showers. <laughs> well, guys, before how, how we go do you to do sleep... The... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go right ahead. I was just going to say, before we go to sleep, uh, I can I can kind of put in a, a little alarm around our uh, snow door here. So, Ooh. you know, just in case somebody accidentally falls asleep on their shift. Now, of course, if you open the snow door, it's going to set off the alarm, and then I'd have to set it again. And that would wake me up, and I wouldn't be particularly happy. But it's an offer. I can do that. So presumably as per the alarm spell? Yeah. The alarm spell, I'm assuming? Cool. Just for me to start thinking about... Putting me to shame. I totally didn't have planned during the night. (laughs) (laughs) Can you... Can we, like, know how to pass through it without setting it off? you can designate targets that don't set off the alarm. I think so, Yes. Yes. So you guys can still go in and out of it as long as they remember that's to put you. make it real awkward yeah. if I got to relieve myself. You can myself. also set the noise for the alarm to be whatever you want it to be. I love the idea. But only you I hear it. I love the idea. That <laughs> All right, I do and that, also. and only I know what it is. Oh yes, I can't wait. The alarm spell and also a trip wire with like some tin cans on the end of it, like <laughs> just in case the alarm spell doesn't work. I, I just enjoy the idea of it being like um, a stick of truth when Cartman's like, somebody's sounding the alarm! And Butters comes running and going, alarm! 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 <laughs> and that's their alarm. It's just Mary shouting alarm. <laughs> um, but yeah, you, uh, you finish off your meal, so one thing of rations. Cool. Is that everything you guys were planning to do before heading to sleep? Yes. Do you need help putting up the alarm system there, Merida? I know, it's it's 
I just have to run. She's this pulled little, out like a spool of wire. of wire, and she's running around. <laughs> and I, I got this little little bell here that I actually, you know, this is from one of the stores I think from the town. I was in it was in the street. I needed one anyway, so <laughs> just put this on there and uh, you no. Know, uh, wibbly wobbly do, and there we go. The alarm sound. And um, it's you. I'm amazed at how fast she. Yeah, did you. It. You kind <laughs> like of you feel a bit nimble. stupid as she's like. Do that does it, and you're like, okay, Mary, cool. And then after that kind of pause, after she said it, there's just a flash as the spool that she like wrapped around the thing suddenly like flashes very like subtly but noticeably enough, and the whole thing connects to be one seamless thing with a very faint glow. Can Yuri <laughs> do a perception check to notice if it's magic? Arcana check, or if he, or Arcana, yeah, which whichever one you would like. <laughs> And she's just like, wibbly wobbly do, and everyone's like, ha, good what? <laughs> I'm watching intently. Like, yeah, the alarm sound is just the skills. <laughs> uh, that's a 12. Yeah, I mean, it, it's quite noticeably like a magic effect. Okay. I, d <laughs> I didn't know you knew the spells, Merida. Just a couple picked up here and here and there. Yeah, yeah, prior to this, the only one who had seen Mary do magic was Ethan trying to catch up running behind her and then suddenly lightning bolts on her feet and she sped <laughs> off past everyone. So to everyone else, it just looked you, like she sprinted yeah. past really quickly. Honestly, Seth just sort of assumed. <laughs> you just keep getting... You just keep getting cooler, Narada, I must say. Oh, thank you. Appreciate it. Like, I mean, when... not too cool, because then I don't want to lose a fight, you know. Hey! <laughs> ah! Droke! You got Droke. I like Droke. Whole building collapses Whenever on you guys. Whenever we get out of this winter winter island, I want to party with you in Wildthorn. You will love it there. It's great. You'll have a fucking blast. I promise. Oh, it's, it sounds exciting. I'm up for it. Let's, let's go. We, yeah. We'll be sweating yeah. the entire time. <laughs> Having not really left the island. No, just kidding. <laughs> Water cool, so who was on first watch? With MDMA. That would be Ethan. <laughs> first watch. Can you make me a perception check, please? It is a 18 plus the 422. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, the easiest way to find all of our links is at practicalheroes.com. Please consider supporting us at patreon.com forward slash practicalheroes to help us to continue to deliver awesome content and start to raise production quality. All money goes straight back into our shows. If you're hungry for more Practical Heroes D&D, why not check out our weekly livestream on Fridays at 9pm EST, Voldonia by Starlight, over on Twitch and YouTube. That's all for now, remember to share us with your friends, and we'll see you next time.